Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've actually been in fitness for a long time. I just thought, well, you know what? I'm a little tired during the day. And that was one of the main things I was having. It's like, oh man, you know, I'm just give this a shot. And, and so I started the Balance of Nature and I didn't really feel a lot for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden I had energy. And so for me, I was like, oh my gosh, it took that kind of tiredness away. So now I don't feel that. So that is huge. And so I was just like, I cannot take this tiredness, but now it's gone. So yeah, I love the balance of nature. For that. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code Kate. Uh, energy service director for the uh-huh. city right. said that the reason for the reason for the increase uh-huh. was due to the drought that has Wait, gripped sorry. the West I'm for sorry. twenty years. What? She, the increase, her- the reason the city's increasing its utility rates is due to the drought that has gripped the drought. The, yeah. Has Lori not looked outside, or has, has she not been part of this whole entire year? Well, there and previous years. They in don't the last believe 20? this rain is going to last. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. We got to get to those drought headlines quick yeah, for the winter, for the summer. <clears throat> historically, droughts actually only last yeah. about ten years, uh-huh. and they're claiming this one's twenty years, but it hasn't been twenty years of drought. There's still <laughs> been some up and down in there. You know what? I'm just doing my job. <clears throat> She's just doing her job. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, why is Lori in this job? I don't understand this. How can you come out in the middle of monsoon rains and heavy snowpack and say that this is this increase, they're going to do this increase at the time of a drought? I mean, at the time, how can you say that? When we're not in a drought. When we're not in a drought. (laughs) Well, they, they claim we are in a drought. That's the deal. When are we not in a drought? I was just curious because the drought gets us so much more mileage. I mean, for increased property rates, you know, increased electricity rates and things like that. I guess we'll just stick with the narrative, even if it's not true, because you guys get a lot of mileage out of it. Is that right, Randall? Oh, but we have a woman mayor, so we're all saved. Mm hmm. Okay. Wow. This is this has actually been quite a long drought compared to historically. Uh-huh. But here's one fact that you can't overlook. Droughts have never lasted forever. <laughs> they, they've never been permanent. But you know what has been permanent? <clears throat> the increases for everything that we pay for right. and the cities control these amounts. We had Mayor Pike on, the last horrible mayor that we had. I didn't even think we could get worse than him, but we did. And, um, well, I don't know. He was his own bag of rocks. But but uh, Pike came in and said, well, they control the price. They fix the price on their electricity mm-hmm. and stuff. I mean, they're not, they, they get to control that. They get to make their profit. And believe me, they are. Because anytime a city runs it, you know, you're paying triple. And um, then, say, Dixie Escalante I really envy the people under Dixie Escalante because they actually pay normal rates. But I'm part of a city one, and I pay triple what everybody else pays because of Washington City and all the mistakes they made and the horrible decisions they made along the way with all their mayors. So 
My, uh, I, I get my electricity from Dixie Power, and I had an extremely high bill this month. Did you? Yeah, $132. Shut up. I don't even want to hear about it. <laughs> Mine's like a house payment. I don't even want to hear about your bill, because it makes me sick that the cities can do this to people. It's pretty amazing. And they stand there and smile about it. And then, of course, St. George rushes to increase the price. Are you kidding me with this? I can understand that because of the way the system works, the city electricity would be a little higher than, say, Dixie Power, mm-hmm. but not three times not as much. Not three times as much. And, and uh, he was actually telling us the truth when he said, yeah, we price, we can price fix it to anything we want. Yep. We can make as much profit as we want. We can gouge people as much as we want to. I think it's the epitome of taxation without representation. It is. It is. Uh, it is. Um, so Jorgensen's not running for another term as chairman of the Republican Party of Utah, and I can understand why he got a taste of what politics really means in Utah, and, and really kind of reinforces what we say on this show too, because this show um, points this out, and it doesn't point it out to rob you of hope, it, because your hope should have never been in the parties. The parties are for. I think that Washington. Uh, sits there and 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 laughs at us because we believe in the parties because we believe in the party structure because we reinforce the party structure because we have big banquets that raise money to enforce the party structure and the party structure picks the people that are screwing you over and so i think they just laugh at us at this point because we're stupid enough to believe that this two-party system works in our country and uh and I think he got a good taste of that. And I think I wouldn't want to be part of it either. I, I, I don't think I could do the rah-rah for the Republican Party at this point. But here's my point, though. It isn't to rob you of hope. It isn't to take, take you to zero solutions. It is to get rid of that particular solution. The solution will never be found in the party structures of Utah and our country. It just won't be. And I th- he recognizes that after being chairman. And I think he's a pretty decent guy. We've had a lot of people in that spot that haven't been. I think he is. And I think that a good and decent person would have a hard time running a party knowing what the outcome's going to be. So good for him in leaving. Um, and leaving. And it's sad, but maybe people will start to kind of rethink what they're doing. Maybe become more independent. Maybe kind of fall off the rah-rah. There's nothing I can't stand more than a, the Republican Party will save us type of tribal mentality in a person. I lose all respect. I just think you're an idiot if you think that. <laughs> like, you don't know. Like, you haven't been around very much. Oh, yeah, we got to fight for the Republican Party. It, it requires a lot of rear-end kissing, and then it requires a lot of ignoring what the final result is while you're doing it. And I think there are a lot of people out there that kiss a lot of rear-end because they think the party will get them somewhere in politics, and the party will get you nowhere. They're going to pick people that do what the what the main Republican Party wants them to do. Romney, what's her face? The, the head of the mm-hmm. National Republican Party made sure Romney got into that spot, made sure Hatch gave it to Romney. I'm sure there was a lot of voter fraud, too. But a lot of people were duped into Romney. Oh, boy. Yeah. And uh, they're finding out now what the Republican Party does nationally. And, 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 and hopefully people will not use this as, if we don't have the party, we don't have anything. That's not true. They want you to think that. Yeah. yeah. So we're not sitting here trying to rob you of your hope or 
you know, the Democrat Party's been gone a long time. That, 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 there's no saving it. There's no saving the Republican Party. I know people desperately want to. There is no saving it at this point. I don't understand why people can't believe in a candidate just because he isn't a member of a party. I know, I know. Because they think that because of the system, the chosen candidate for each party will be the only two standing in the race. I get why you think that. I understand because of the reality of that. But did you know we the people can change that? Yeah. But it takes a lot of people going, rah, 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 (coughs) the Republican Party, I'm all for it. And I mean, it's ridiculous mentality. Look at the results of it. We have we have more loss of freedom now than ever. So the party hasn't done anything for you. They haven't helped you in any way. Really? Well, they Where's promised the to, though, Kate. But they promise to every single time they get into office. And and so I just think people are morons that, that continue, continue, continue. Oh, we got to strengthen the party. There's no strengthening it at this point. There, it's it's a, it's a, it's gone. The Republican, so the Democrat Party, I mean, talk about moron on steroids. I mean, uh, they're not even American, okay? But you do have a lot of people that identify as Republican that are truly like American people, okay? So they they get it and they and they want some good things. They're just going about it, I think, in the in the definitely in the wrong way. Because if you if you're doing the rah rah thing to raise money for an organization. That screws people over left and right. Just like Jorgensen was saying, the chairman of Utah, you know, you get behind the smile and all of a sudden you've got backdoor deals and dishonesty and disloyalty and all kinds of stuff going on. Then stop strengthening that. Why are we doing that? It just, there's a lot of really good people out there that put their hope in the weirdest things. And I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take finally to get people to walk away and say, I'm just going to be independent now. I'm just going to step away now. I'm going to, I'm going to identify the Republican party for what it is. Just like long ago, I identified what the Democrat party was for. It's sad. I know it is sad because you just think there's so many people out there, good people that go, if we just had a win, is that working out for you? <laughs> I just wonder because we're in 2023 and it hasn't worked. Those wins haven't come. So if it, you know, to continue to believe like that, you're as bad as the climate change people that believe that climate change is going to come get you at some point after 70 years of promises that it's going to, going to get you in the end. Right. So you're just as bad as them. Um, but that's what we that's what we get. I, I don't know what else to say on that. Um, I, I'll take your calls on those comments, though, when we get back, because the phones are lighting up and I want to take your calls. I just uh, have to go to a break. But it just it makes me ill because I think we can't be this dumb anymore. We have got to wise up. And if we don't, this is so on us right now. The people could change all of this. But we continue to have blind faith in the party system. Oh, don't even get me going. I think it can get me going. Just wait, you know. I'll come back. I'll take your calls. Be right back. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. You see it all around you.
Back to my rocker roots. <laughs> I love it. Hold on loosely. Okay, welcome back. Kate Daly Show here, and so happy you're tuned in. And I'm so excited about my fourth hour group. I just want to say thanks to all of those that signed up because um, we're kind of getting the bugs out a little bit, and it's been fun. Um, you know, they have a special texting number, and that's kind of fun. And uh, so they can text me during the show. And then also we meet every Thursday, and it's, it's really fun getting to know everybody better. Like th- that listens to the show and a real good cross section from all over the country. So that's been really, really fun. Um, Liberty Youth Academy, Liberty Youth Academy. I just uh, dot org. Please get your kids into Liberty Youth. You know, Granite uh, School District, Granite High School is upping all their metal detection because it's so unsafe, they say. And, you know, if it's that unsafe... I guess you should just burn the school down and send kids to other schools. But we continuously put them in prison mode and we don't even think about it. Oh, they need some more security. Oh, more metal detection. Okay. So then we ramp it up. Our kids going to Granite, it's going to feel like a prison. The other schools feel like this way too. If you really look at it, we drive them there on a yellow bus. It's, you know, it's like... It's like prepping them, right? We do lockdowns. If somebody sneezes in St. George, Washington will do a lockdown, and uh, it's terrible. Look at what's happening. We have to see the big picture here. And I I love Liberty Youth Academy because you're not going to have any of that junk. You don't have to worry about what your kids are going to be taught. LibertyYouthAcademy.org. They have a school in Tucson. They have one here. Get your kids in this school. Put it out on, on social media. Tell people about it. Let them know the school is amazing and it's got a great education and they run the school perfectly. Just just please trust me on this one. I've spoken there. I love this school. LibertyYouthAcademy.org. Um, also an event. There's an event I need to tell you about too. Um, let me make sure and do that real quick. So this is tomorrow night, Electric Theater. You can't miss the electric theater because the city spent $5 million on it. And so the electric theater, um, this is down on Tabernacle tomorrow night, March 7th. So if this is a rerun, you know, if this plays on a rerun, this is for March 7th at 630 PM. And you have two wonderful guests, Dr. Frank, world renowned physicist. Um, and he'll be talking about election fraud and, um, also Colonel Sean Smith will be there as well. This is six 30 tomorrow night. There's also a petition to sign when you're there, please sign it six 30 door opens at six 15. This is at 68 East Tabernacle free event and donations, uh, gladly accepted to cover the cost Two fantastic speakers. Frank might be calling in tomorrow on the national show because the subject is national. It's mm-hmm. in every state election fraud. So I love the fact that they're doing this. Thank you for this. Uh, Wendy, thank you. Um, And uh, this is tomorrow night, Tuesday, March 7th, 630. Put it on your calendar. You're going to want to go to this. Love it. Um, So (laughs) there's there's some good news. Okay. Over the past two years, you know, the U.S. median rent has risen to by 18%. Oh, it's gone up a lot. Not as much as the electricity, but in whopping amounts, yeah. But new data suggests that the cost to rent an apartment nationwide may be moderating. <laughs> from the from the 25% all, over. All that means is 
it's not going up as this fast. This is like Biden inflation. So they, they only school the inflation into the amount since he took office. And you can see the graph when he took office. All the numbers went through the roof. Mm-hmm. And then he goes, but we gave you four cents back. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all good because it's moderating. It's it's a little lower right. than the high of the high of the high of the high that I, that I gladly gave you Americans, right? So it's the same kind of mentality. You just go back a certain amount of time and then you can say it's lower. Yeah, right? Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what they're doing. They they love to monkey with all the numbers. Um, one more thing I just wanted to mention um, before we go before we go to that, um, because there was a couple things there, too. There was so much. Mondays are always screwy yeah. like this because there's so much to cover. But somebody was writing about Pineview Middle uh, School and they were writing about this pause program, P.A.W.S. And and if your grades were low, they were basically putting you in detention and making you kind of go in for lunch and treating you like you'd done something bad. And uh, You mean like f- not doing well in school? Yeah, just for like not doing well in school. Like just for that? Yeah. And this person was really upset about it, and I understand why. Because he said it seems um, like we have a lot of programs that that go to 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 penalize, penalize, penalize (laughs) instead of, and treat you like, you know, you're heinous, you know, you've done something wrong. And I have to say, um, Pineview Middle, I've had some experience with Pineview Middle. Pineview Middle was when my son and his Indian friend were, were giving jabs back and forth. You know how they roast each other? You know, and he'd been friends with his Indian friend for Did years and years. Did he call him years. a raghead? No, but it was something <laughs> like that, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Because they're roasting each other. And the yeah. Indian kid's going, yeah, you white boy. Uh-huh. He's like, yeah, exactly. you an Indian kid. Okay. And what did they do? They hauled my son into, not the Indian kid. He's the victim in this scenario, apparently. They were just roasting each other because they were friends. Oh, you can't have that. Can't have that. So they haul my son in for two hours, okay, at Pineview Middle. Haul him in for two hours, and the cop comes in, the school cop. And they're basically like, if you do this to this kid, if this kid ever commits suicide, it's on your head. And my son was like, he's going to commit suicide? We're friends. Like, we roast each other. That's what you do when you're 13 and 14 and 15. That's what you do to each other, you know? And they seriously, for two hours, the vice principal and the cop just went after my kid and just was, were like yelling at him and just kind of like, oh my gosh, how dare you? You were saying things that were racist. And he's like, he was being racist to me too. Like we were kidding. It was a joke. And if you were around more, you would know that we were pals. Never once called in the Indian kid, just only the white boy, you know, and I had it out with the vice principal because I was like, are you this much of a moron? Like, are you a total idiot that you would do this? And I remember I got on air and and the mayor came in that day and I had written an email to the vice principal. Well, I didn't know my email was going to make its way and it did. It made its way to the mayor. Of St. George. And the mayor walks in and he goes, so is that situation resolved? Because they they were a little worried that they had done that to my son. And then they were a little nervous I was going to talk about it on the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I was blown away that they were sending my email to the vice principal that I thought was a communication between her and I to the mayor. Anyway, it went to legal, went to the attorney. Oh, of course, got to watch their backs. And and they're really, really concerned Mm -hmm. that on the air I might say something because, you know, I say things. 
And I was just so appalled. And that wasn't the only incident I've been through with the school system here under Larry Bergeson. There was a lot of incidences like this and awful ones. And just kind of like, are you guys screwy in the head? Like, what is your problem? But the zero tolerance thing fed this whole notion of we're going to go in and penalize and be mean and do all these things to these kids. You know, it was stupid. And my son, for two hours, had to sit there. They didn't even call me in to be there. I was like, you could have at least called me in if there, if you thought it was a big enough problem to bring a cop in. And all they were doing was shifting barbs to each other. No big deal. They do it all the time. That's what kids do. You know, big whenever grief. whenever city government or any government, mm-hmm. the, when the first thing they do is check with legal... <laughs> Isn't that an admission of guilt Pretty in a way? Much, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. You could tell they were a little nervous. Might I say something on the air, you know? But but in the original situation that you brought up, uh-huh. the parent was upset. Right, right. They were upset because this program. The child was disciplined. Disciplined for like having a problem with the grades. And, and like, I... I think tension, really. Right. Yeah. And and I agree, because my children, if they were in school right now, I would much rather have them not disciplined mm-hmm. so they can be sure to be ignorant and illiterate <laughs> when they get older. OK, here's your problem. <laughs> Let me discuss your problem. In this. OK, your problem is that the parents can deal with it after school. It is not the school. So if the school sits there and treats them like they're a detention victim, like they've done something like pulled a knife or something in school, why are they doing that. If you want to create a situation, talk with the parents and give them some some um, an aid to work with, or you want to get the parent wants to go and get them some after school help and tutor. Great, but why is the school dealing with it in a detention manner? That doesn't even make sense. Well, it depends. It's on, a low grade. It depends on what they do in detention. Is it a detention study hall? Well, that's it's a, what it it's was a, when I was it, in school. It's a compelled detention study hall where they have to stay in the whole time in school. Can't go out and eat their lunch. Got to eat their lunch in there for an hour. It, it's it's compelled. You have to do it. I mean, I, I'm thinking, why not just at home say to the parent, work with your kid a little bit. On their homework, I don't know. To, to me, it seems like I. Why would you go into detention? Like that's a that's a weird thing. I think it is the job of the school to educate the children, and if keeping in detention, them nobody's in, educating them. There, you can call it detention. You can call it study hall. You can call nobody's it whatever you want. Nobody's educating in detention. They're sitting there watching them like they're little mini criminals. Well, they should be studying. <laughs> so there's nothing going if, on there that's going to help. If I was monitoring the <laughs> detention, they'd have their books out and they'd be studying. Okay, you would be a whole different case, okay? <laughs> what I'm saying is they're sitting there like in a reprimand situation for an hour. For and failing their class? How yeah. awful. Yeah, they should just get the failing grade. Maybe that will help them it to understand. It doesn't under- help. No, it would if the parents were more involved. Ah. Why do a detention? That's stupid. But you know what? This is the same school district, though, that was charging the kids for not coming to school. It's illegal to charge them money, and they were charging them money. I know this um, because my daughter had to pay a ton of money because she missed school in, in her senior year. You can't charge uh, for that. That's illegal. I am not so they defending the, the school. Oh, I hope What not. I am defending is education. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if the kid needs some help, the parents can work on tutors, the kids can work with the teacher, but sitting them in detention for an hour is not the answer. 
compelling them to detention is not the answer. What? How is that? How in the world is that going to help them do better in school? Well, it depends on what they do while they're in detention. Yeah, I don't think they're doing much in detention. It's just a big old reprimand for whatever reason. I, sometimes we come up with the screwiest ways, and I think sometimes we're just really bored. I think that 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 people create a lot of nonsensical things to create. First, we create problems and then solutions, and then we create solutions where solutions aren't even necessary, right? So I think that this is a product of that. I think so many people like a program. They like to invest money in a creative project. And so they pile on these creative projects in school. And then everybody goes, well, wait a minute. Why do we even have this? This is kind of ridiculous. It's kind of stupid. What's the point? And that's one of these programs. Pause, P-A-W-S. I think it's stupid, but... They're going to try it out, and they're going to... It's just like the fining for truancy. You owe the school $250. That's <laughs> illegal. So somebody came up with that idea, thinking that it was going to have some great outcome. But it didn't. Didn't have an outcome. They didn't stop truancy. You know, sometimes we go for the zero-tolerance po- policies. Those don't create anything good either. It's just zero tolerance. And, and what it does is it actually creates more asinine things to happen. But you got a lot of people running these schools that don't have a clue about kids. They were willing to mask them and shoot them up and test them every five seconds. Same idiots. You've got these same people running the schools that they, are, they try stuff out just like the lockdown. If somebody sneezes in St. George, a little burglary happens in St. George, they're going to lock all the schools down. Why is that? Nobody, nobody can even answer that. All they say is it's necessary. Why is it necessary? What does it do? What did you just do to those kids? Well, right. What if the police chase chases them into the school? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the robber wants their backpacks. Yeah. There's a lot to be found in there. You know, it's that mentality, and so they go, "Well, we just are doing it." Well, they never have to be accountable for any of these crappy programs that they do or crappy ideas. They're never accountable. They could basically do anything to your kids, never have to answer to it, never have to come up with a reason, and then just tell you that they're right on top of it. Um, Yeah. Get your kids out of public school, please. Good gravy. Parents can just be parents. How about that? How about we just, you know, take responsibility for our kids and help them out and teach them? It's not hard. But... This is the ridiculousness of how they work. You have Richard Holmes at the head, probably, right? And uh, you've got all these people that run your children that don't have any experience. And when we get back, I want we want to show you what that looks like in a good old FAA clip <laughs> that we're about to play for you that Milty sent me. That is hysterical because this is what hap- this is what happens in our cities. It happens in our school districts, and nobody knows what they're doing. Like Lori Mangum, who can't understand what a drought is, who works for the city. Same same type of thing. Why is this person there? Why are they there? What are they doing in this role? Do they know? Do they even know anything about the job when they're hired? Ugh. Don't even get me started. Let me let's play the clip when we get back, shall we? Sure. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back, Kate Daly Show. <laughs> 